Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It happened. It happened. It happened. It happened. It happened. If you listened to our last episode here in Path Interference, you had an inkling that it would. Bill O'Brien is the Patriots' next offensive coordinator. Normalcy, sanity has been restored to the offensive side of the football in New England. Let's all take a minute. This is great. This is a big moment. This has nothing to do about Bill O'Brien being future Hall of Fame coach, anytime offensive genius, just a normal, established, experienced offensive coordinator is back in the building. As I mentioned last week with Mike McNansky, there was strong internal belief the Patriots would get to hire O'Brien for the job. And it was a matter of just kind of waiting things out, a little flexing of some leverage and some negotiations late. I don't have any specifics on that, but when you take the weekend and then another day, this is kind of the normal course of things, especially with as many OC vacancies and head coaching jobs out there. Um, this was going to happen as I was told, just wait, it did. Here we are. So if you really want to know about O'Brien's fit in New England or anything about the offense and how it might shape, honestly, I would suggest going back to that episode with Mike Nancy, who was awesome. We covered that in the first 15, 20 minutes, then gave out. <laughs> I think I think we batted 500 on all of our bets, prop bets and winners for the visual round. But before that, that's that's the meat of the Bill O'Brien conversation. What I want to do here today, and we will do obviously some O'Brien, is just talk about What's next? Okay. He's got a lot of work to do. The Patriots have a lot of work to do. The coaches are back in the building this week, Monday, starting their prep for the East West Shrine Bowl, which they're going to be coaching in starting on Friday. It's four practices, a game next Thursday, February 2nd, that they'll be totally in charge of the West team. Okay. And if you don't know what the East West Shrine Bowl is, not a problem. Think of the Senior Bowl. Okay. It's the same deal, one extra practice little lower profile, but that's starting to expand because this is the first time they had full NFL coaching staffs available. So the Patriots are coaching the West team. This is not an area where Belichick is going to be like pacing up and down the sidelines and leading the whole team. Troy Brown is actually going to be the head coach, something I reported on Sunday. His offensive coordinator is going to be Ross Douglas, the Patriots' other wide receivers coach. And defensively, it's going to be corners coach Mike Pellegrino and safeties coach Brian Belichick. Now, why do I bring up all of this? Well, that offensive staff, as I mentioned, has already begun work to prepare for that. My understanding is Bill O'Brien is not going to be too involved as far as the Shrine Bowl goes. Bill O'Brien coming in, of course, also bumps Matt Patricia for being the offensive play caller and lead offensive coach. On Patricia, it was reported yesterday from the friend of the, friend of the pod, 
uh, Tommy Kern, NBC Sports Boston. His column actually might have come out on Saturday. This is one of those things that like gets buried down in the middle of the story, then gets pulled from folks, including sometimes myself, who aggregate that news on Monday. But anyway, it gained steam and traction that Patricia might not be back next season. When two weeks ago, it was just flat expected he would be reassigned. What I can add to that is that I don't think Patricia is going to go out to Las Vegas to coach in the East-West Shrine Bowl when Belichick will be in a supervisor role and the rest of the assistants are very much hands-on. So where does that leave us? Well, my understanding is that Patricia is undecided on his future. And what this speaks to, you know, we're not going to do any of the stuff in the 2022 season. We already talked about that. I'll actually have a, a big story coming out Thursday about more details. We're going to hit pause there. It's just the changes in the offensive coaching staff with O'Brien officially in charge. All of these assistants going and helping the Patriots prepare for the draft in Las Vegas, the fly on Thursday, start coaching Friday. What changes are going to be under O'Brien now? He's in the building. He and Belichick are either having these conversations or have already had them. Patricia may be in the picture. He may be not. There will be other coaches reassigned. This is number one with a bullet on their to-do list. This is what's next to the Patriots. So we have three items here under O'Brien, what the Patriots need to do. And we'll obviously circle back to O'Brien in case you missed it. Last two seasons at the University of Alabama is their offensive coordinator. You've heard surely a thousand million times every Patriots reporter and national reporter who's plugged into the Patriots tell you, did you know Mac Jones helped Bill O'Brien <laughs> learn the Alabama offense in 2021 before Mac left to go to the NFL? Yeah, he did. It's true. It can confirm. Um, a good tidbit also because as O'Brien then later explained, you know, at the end of that season before the college football playoff, you know, it was the first system he had to learn new that was new to him in over a decade because he took the Patriots offense when he gets here in 07, rises up the ranks, offensive play caller, 09, 2010, 2011, 11 gets the OC title, goes to Penn State, took the offense with him, goes to the Texans, runs that from 2014 to 2020. So now he's coming back with parts of a new system, obviously melding with the old, and we'll get to that in a little bit. But O'Brien is the big name. The little names underneath, though, are going to be just as important. And let's start explaining why. And you know what? Before we get to Patricia, again, who's the big name, and I'm going to say this again, offensive line coach, most important position on the staff, non-coordinator category. Let's run down the current assistants, most of whom will be in Las Vegas and seem to be a part of the Patriots' plans in some capacity. Last year, your 2022 Patriots offensive coaching staff, quarterbacks coach, Joe Judge, running backs coach, Vinny Sanceri, Wide receivers coaches, Troy Brown, Ross Douglas, tight ends coach, Nick Haley, offensive line coach, Matt Patricia. So at the Shrine Bowl, <clears throat> excuse me, I wouldn't expect, but I can tell you they're going to be crossing over, coaching a lot of different positions. Whatever you see coming out of Vegas Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday is not going to be maybe necessarily indicative of what they'll do next season, but it's important because there might be some tells in there about what could be possible, okay? Because Ross Douglas was named a potential future head coach by Tom Pelissero of the NFL Network. Now he's elevated into an offensive coordinator role, at least for this game and this week. Seems to be that Belichick thinks he has some big-time potential in a larger role moving forward. Whatever that is, we're not sure. But looking at the staff here, quarterbacks coach Joe Judge, that time is all but over, okay? O'Brien's coming in. He coached quarterbacks his last three years in New England, 09 to 2011. Brady goes to the Pro Bowl every year. Brady probably could have gone to the Pro Bowl with Daffy Duck as his position coach. We all understand that. We'll put an MVP there. The Patriots are top 10 in scoring every single season. But in my conversations 
with people in and around the building. As much flack as Patricia got from the outside, absolutely contributed to that. If you've been listening from the beginning, you know I said, if they're going to flop, let's at least let them dig their own graves because if they prove us all wrong, I'm not going to be here to say that I thought this was impossible. Of course, it played out. They go eight, nine, et cetera, et cetera. Judge on the inside was getting as much flack from people, players, other higher-ups in the organization as Patricia was on the outside. It was very frustrating for some people to work with Joe Judge, who was put out of position, had only coached offense for one season in his entire coaching career, 2019, wide receivers coach, last special teams offense, last special teams coordinator. It didn't work out. There was a lot of mistrust between him and Mac. That spilled over, got shown in the games with Mac's frustration, the outburst, the comments, even from May, if you remember about Mac saying, yeah, Joe and I will teach each other as we go along. I would be shocked, stunned. Might even end the podcast if Joe judges back as quarterback's coach because obviously O'Brien's coming in and he experienced last year. Where does he go? A lot of people, including yours truly, have drawn the connection to just take his old job, be the special teams coordinator. I don't know anything about that, but that's number one in terms of reshuffling the offensive staff because these are the guys carrying out O'Brien's vision. The vision is only as good as the execution. Running backs coach Vinny Sinceri. Uh, I don't know about Vinny Sinceri. I think... Ramondre Stevenson's breakout season, Damian Harris's progress speaks very well to him. Sinceri is a guy who came up on the defensive side of the ball, played at Alabama, cup of coffee for, I think, one Patriots training camp, was on that side when he joined the staff and then flipped to running backs and worked on driving fears. I would think he stays, but we'll see. Wide receivers, this is where it gets a little bit interesting. I mentioned Troy Brown is going to be the head coach at the Shrine Bowl, Ross Douglas, his offensive coordinator. Maybe there's some bigger potential here. Troy Brown, when he first came back on staff, worked a lot with the running backs just before Sinceri did. It's kind of Troy, Ivan Fears' unofficial assistant there. So Troy has experience in other positions. He also handles the returners. Ross Douglas, another guy who played defense in college, Michigan, then Rutgers, then was a cornerbacks coach at Richmond before the Patriots poached him and hired him away in 2021. Is this a guy that Belichick would rather stay in one position, let him develop, and coach the wide receivers or say, we trust him on defense because that's where he was in his first season with New England, coached a spring season at Richmond in 2021, comes and help out in minicamp, and then they just keep him. And he stayed in the defensive staff doing a lot of grunt work and low-level stuff under the Bill Walsh coaching fellowship. I don't know about that, but as far as the outside candidate pool goes, wide receiver looks really strong for the Patriots, for two of the guys that they interviewed. We mentioned Bill O'Brien obviously gets a job. Nick Haley also interviewed O'Brien was a favorite all along. Keenan McCardell and Sean Jefferson bookended this search. McCardell, longtime wide receivers coach, obviously wide receiver, played 16 years in the league. Overlap with Belichick in Cleveland. After that, the Jaguars. More recently, he has been behind the scenes of Justin Jefferson's breakout into an all-pro. He's been with the Vikings. Uh, the Vikings would need to approve any sort of lateral move when he comes aboard. Sean Jefferson, on the other hand, 16 years coaching career, played for the Pats in the mid to late 90s. He's in Arizona. And in Arizona, you know, forget the player development part, they have a head coaching search going on. So he could technically leave if he wanted to, if there was a position for him to coach wide receivers. Obviously, that would take some reshuffling. I'm not saying something's going to happen one way or another, but that's a position where you have the most names, more greater diversity of experience and the possibility to bump guys out if they really wanted to, and a candidate who just interviewed laid out his plans for what he would do as the OC and surely shared some techniques because as we discussed in the last episode, 
Belichick treated this search as a way to get some new ideas. Okay, there were not a lot of whole new ideas coming from a room of Belichick disciples who hadn't coached an offense or had experience in other systems. Okay, the Patriots needed that, an influx of new ideas. Nick Cayley, tight ends coach, expiring contract, not sure what to make of that. No word since he interviewed for the Jets offensive coordinator job. Uh, he could very well come back. Conversation to be had behind the scenes. He's a good coach. The Patriots know this. Clearly, Belichick doesn't see him as OC material ahead of Bill O'Brien or even last year, Matt Patricia and Joe Judge, as much as the rest of us were going, just just hire Nick. Just, just hire Nick Kelly. Um, so that's TBD. Last one, of course, Matt Patricia. So while the Patriots season might be over, football is not. And you can continue to bet and win money off of football at betonline.ag because BetOnline remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season, next season, next year, for the next decade. Everything from the NFL playoffs to pro and college basketball, UFC and MMA and more is at betonline.ag. We'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends. With live betting options, jump in in the second quarter, third quarter, doesn't matter – plus free contests and live scores, you can win money on almost any sport imaginable. Bet online is truly the fastest and the easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. So head to the website today or use your phone and join with the promo code CLNS50. That's CLNS50 to get a 50% 5-0 welcome bonus with your first deposit. Again, that's CLNS50 to receive your rewards at where else? BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. Undecided on his future with the team. Uh, not expected to go to Las Vegas and help out there. If I'm Bill O'Brien, I want my own offensive line coach. And this might have been or could still be as we record close to noon now on Tuesday. And I haven't made an official statement, but this is going to happen. About I want my own guy in there. And where do you put Patricia if you're Belichick? At some point, it doesn't matter because you need to nail that position. Fans of the Patriots for a long time know that Dante Scarnecchio was a star behind the scenes. One of the greatest, if not the greatest, offensive line coaches, which there's a, a long documented history of great offensive line coaches, the late Howard Mudd, um, I think his name was Paul Alexander, number of different guys, Alex Gibbs, okay? Those guys are associated with some of the best offenses in league history, Super Bowl winning teams. It's not an accident. They are essentially, just by virtue of the position, and how big it is, co-offensive coordinators. You're in charge of five of 11 guys in offense. Okay, You're in charge of the run and passing schemes that start up front. And when you have a bad offensive line coach, who's not only compensated much higher, typically in an NFL staff, than most of the rest of the assistants, which the other assistants are very well aware of, you know, it brings everything else down and creates issues. And this is what we saw in New England. The Patriots allowed 41 sacks. Might be a quarterback stat. Need to do some more research on that because you can avoid a lot of them if you just get the ball out. But when you watch them run blocking in the summer, in the early part of the season, in the late part of the season, they weren't moving anybody up until basically that game at Buffalo. And that falls on the offensive line coach. So Billy Yates is still there. You have a couple other names, Evan Rothstein, who my understanding was involved uh, sometimes with the quarterback, sometimes the red zone offense, worked very closely with Matt Patricia because he came over uh, from Detroit. Tyler Hughes, another offensive assistant to know. I don't think any of them are necessarily due to step into these positions. I think the Patriots have cast a wider net. And if you're looking at the offensive line, and Patricia is not going to be back, which I think would be a good idea. And the Patriots say, okay, Bill, you don't get to pick your own guy. But maybe we'll bring in Adrian Clem, who's the only offensive coordinator candidate I haven't mentioned yet. 
University of Oregon head coach slash offensive line coach, was the Steelers offensive line coach before he went to Oregon, Belichick's first ever draft pick in 2000, a guy who knows Belichick, the program, the hours, et cetera, et cetera. Maybe that happens. Again, I'm not saying here that it does. He's under contract out at Oregon, but that's someone who knows the system. You get another ex-player in there to develop buy-in, someone Belichick obviously trusts and just gave experience to for his first ever offensive coordinator interview at the NFL level. So you need to determine the offensive staff. This is going to be just as important, all of those names combined, and what roles they fill as the guy at the top, Bill O'Brien, just like we saw last year. It was easy to go and Bill we trust with Belichick, with the offensive staff and the weapons, et cetera, et cetera, and say, this will work out. What instead happened last season was they went eight and nine because the guys under him, Matt Patricia and Joe Judge, were ill-suited for their roles. And that means their names and their work matter just as much as whatever else Belichick was doing, because that's how this works. Okay. Head coach is much more of an administrative job than people know. A lot of putting out fires. There's a lot of people management. You're not game planning as much week to week. And it depends on the team. It depends on the coach. Certain years, Belichick all over the defense. Other years, hands off. This year, very invested in the offense. But the assistance under O'Brien will matter just as much, if not more, than him. So this was a good first step, but there's a lot more work to be done. Now, number two uh, on the to-do list for Bill O'Brien and the Patriots this offseason, as they kind of get underway, and they're going to do some draft prep, they'll come back. you got to commit to a system, all right? I would think, given the interview process and wanting Bill O'Brien to come back and him being the primary target all along, that the Patriots will essentially run it back with their old system um, that, again, O'Brien took to Penn State and then the Texans. And O'Brien will, of course, incorporate some elements of the Alabama offense that he learned the last two seasons. What elements are those? If they go in that direction, and again, this is going to be tailored to the personnel because you look back also, excuse me, at those years, 2009, 2010, 2011, you had the two tight end offense explode in those last two years, Gronk and Aaron Hernandez. Before that, Wes Welker is just inhaling targets, which he did in the last three years as well. But they're they're going to be flexible with their personnel. If he does go with some more Alabama stuff around the idea of, you know, okay, we're going to be an 11 personnel offense, we'll be more under center. I would expect a wider RPO package, which is great news. Because as you heard me just do everything but cuss out the Patriots RPO package, it was an inside run and a bubble screen. And that was it. Surface level stuff. There was nothing downfield. There was nothing like you've seen Mac Jones do at Alabama. Even Bill O'Brien run with Deshaun Watson in Houston in 2019 when they were among the league leaders in RPO usage. Stuff downfield, slants, posts, seams, pop passes, whatever. That stuff I think you're going to see in New England. This is low-hanging fruit. These are easy yards to gain, particularly in early downs, where you know this offense struggled on third down, bottom five in the league. Because you know what? They also sucked on first and second. And the way you get to easier third downs, of course, taking those easy yards, six, seven on RPOs, either via handoff or run or handoff or pass, which, of course, predicated on the O in RPO of the option and that decision. If it's Mac, if it's the old system, if it's what O'Brien knows, that'll be part of this. Now, OK, you add in more RPOs. For my money, I would just also ditch all of the Shanahan stuff. This is a nice idea in theory and up on the whiteboard. It didn't happen. It didn't work. O'Brien has no experience in that type of system. There are so many more details that go into that wide zone stuff, wide zone fake with the bootleg play action passes than most people realize. I would say let go of it 
major in what you do best, commit to that system, find an identity as the season goes along, and it'll look a lot like the offense you knew, that O'Brien knew and learned here, passed on to McDaniels, and now eventually, a year later, gets back. Number three on the three-item plan for the Patriots and their to-do list with Bill O'Brien and what's next, I would reach out to Mac Jones. And this is not because I think Mac Jones was blameless or a quarterback who could carry an offense or did anything more than really lead a below-average offense last year. It's just that, as I discussed a week ago with Jeff Howe of The Athletic, it still remains incredibly plugged in with the Patriots. The relationship between Mac and the coaching staff really deteriorated as the season went on. Again, we've talked about this before. Belichick at the start of the year, dramatic improvement, highest praise for Mac that we ever saw in over 20 years with Brady, right out of the gates. Then that phrase kind of quiets down a little bit. He gets asked about Mac as their starting quarterback, won't commit to him after uh, the next game, long-term at the end of the season. Hey, is he your quarterback in 2023? Belichick says, quote, I think Mac has the ability to play quarterback in this league. Yes, duh, we all get that. So if you're Bill O'Brien, you automatically get a boost here because Mac knows that you've coached quarterbacks. He knows that you've done it well. He knows you a little bit from Alabama, and he knows, as he requested on December 1st after the Patriots lost to the Bills for the first time, that he will coach you harder with an expertise and an institutional knowledge of the offense that he mastered as a rookie and that had changed in him in 2022. So whatever they get from Mac Jones here in year three, as they go back to an older system and have a position coach who knows what he's doing and is in the right position, I think will be the most the Patriots can get out of Mac Jones. And any sort of long-term conversation about him get tabled probably till 2024. You need to ride with him in this, this contract, cost control, rookie deal. Expand out the weapons around him, as we talked about before. Running backs are probably going to be similar. Tight ends are locked in contractually. The offensive line, largely the same. You need to do whatever you can internally to develop Mac and add a receiver as the only other position that could see some major changes going into next season. So that's it. Determine the offensive staff underneath you, any changes that need to be made, commit to an offensive system, rewrite it, reorganize it, whatever you need to do. And number three, start to repair that relationship with Mac Jones, which could very well just get better with time. I don't think Bill O'Brien's going to come in and be all, you know, sunshine and rainbows. That's not him. He's teapot for his temper and going off as nicknamed by Tom Brady and Brian Hoyer back in the day. But I think it starts there with saying, I'm here to work with you. Let's collaborate on this stuff as the coaches did with Mac last year. And obviously it all slid backwards. So Mac will have some trust right away. I would say build upon that, a phone call, a meeting, whatever it is. Uh, according to Mass Live, Mac is very excited to work with Bill O'Brien. That's a great starting point, but the work is only just beginning. So that's it. Quick solo episode today. Much bigger podcast later this week. I just kind of hinted at it earlier. Big story coming out uh, with more details about last season. It's nothing more, you know, than to explain why some of those things happen beyond what we know as far as the coaching fit and the dysfunction. There are some new details that haven't come out that I'll have reported with my colleague, Karen Gregian. So stay tuned for that. Uh, and otherwise, thanks for hanging. We will be back later this week and next week, two times throughout the offseason for as long as we can see. But we made it. Bill O'Brien happened. A great start to the Patriots offseason and hopefully for you back at home.